Hi, I'm George and welcome to a new episode of On The Streets. I know it's been a couple of months since I last recorded an episode, but I've hardly done any photography in that time. Recently I received a new photography book and I thought the contents of the book would make for an interesting episode. Um, the book in question is Queen in 3D by Brian May. Now, most of us know Brian May as the guitarist from Queen and also uh, an astrophysicist, but not particularly as a photographer. The book charts his love of stereo photography from his early days, just using a single lens camera to different stereo cameras and capturing the band over the last 50 years. Now most of us will probably remember the Viewmaster stereo viewer with its wheel of paired images. Now this was my first introduction to stereo photography, but I always think it was seen as a bit of a gimmick and a child's toy, especially as the reels were often from children's TV programs or from Disney. It wasn't until the early 90s that I actually found out about real stereo um, photography and this was through at the time there was a craze for a thing called magic eye um, and these were like random dots that when you focus into the image you would get to see a, a 3d image although it was just a block outline and not like a real stereo um, photograph you could never actually see these magic eye images but I was talking to someone about them and they said to me had I ever actually seen real 3D photographic images? And of course I said no. Um, and the next day they brought in these funny looking cards which had two images on them and they looked exactly the same. But when you looked at them with um, a stereoscope you got to see a 3D image. Now the stereoscope is basically just an older version of the Viewmaster but allows you to see a bigger image these images were sort of like two and a quarter squared. From then on I was hooked and um, I spent a lot of time looking into stereo photography and I started to collect um, stereo cards. This was normally at photography fairs. I even bought a few stereo cameras in that time. Um, a couple of them were Russian made but they always seemed to have problems with the shutters firing. Um, one might fire and the other one would jam and stuff like that and eventually they both end, um, they both stopped working and then I ended up with a plastic um, Lorio, Lorio 3D camera which I recently rediscovered but unfortunately it doesn't seem to work anymore either. Whilst looking into um, stereo photography I found out that one of the first wars ever to be covered by photography was the Crimean War in the 1850s and there does seem to have been some stereo images actually taken from that time. The next biggest war to be covered by photojournalists was the American Civil War and with the advent of the internet it made it easier to find things and one of the first stereo books I bought was called um, The Civil War in Depth and this had hundreds of images from the American Civil War and it's estimated that around 70% of all the images that were taken during this conflict were actually 
um, stereograms. Um, this is an amazing fact, really, when you think that every image was on glass plates and all the chemistry and processing had to be done out in the field and they were only actually out there in horse-drawn wagons. I mean, normally they'd turn up, the photographers would turn up a couple of days after a battle or maybe even weeks later and go about um, shooting these images. And there is also some controversy, controversy with some of the images because um, the actual soldiers' bodies would have been moved to give a better composition for the images and stuff like this. So what a lot of people don't really under, um, realize is that a lot of the famous images that are seen from that time, which are just a normal single image, are actually stereos, but they only ever get to see um, either the right or left image. Stereo photography was a big thing during the Victorian age, with families having large collections of cards and spending evenings viewing the wonders of the world. It's probably the same as us sitting around a TV or sitting watching someone's holiday slides today. The second big boom in stereo photography was from the late 40s to the early 60s with over 50 types of cameras produced, um, with the most famous one being called the Stereo Realist which was a bit of a weird looking camera because it actually had two viewfinders at the bottom of the camera. Um, one was for focusing and the other one was to show the split screen. And both lenses were actually conjoined so that if you set the aperture on one, it would set it on the other one and stuff like that. But even when new, these cameras suffered with light leaks but they can still be picked up on places like eBay and Etsy. Over the years I've used different cameras and techniques to capture 3D images from proper stereo cameras to using two Olympus XA3 side by side to a single camera. Although this technique means that you have to have static images as any movement between the left and right image will ruin the actual illusion. Around 2009 Fuji brought out um, a couple of 3D cameras um, I think they were called the W1 and the W3 and the, image from, the images from these look pretty good but with poor um, sales uh, the camera lines were discontinued and I also remember Panasonic brought out 3D lens for their micro four thirds cameras or their, I think it was for their Lumix ones but again, it seems as though sales weren't particularly good and the lines were dropped. Of course, these were brought out around the same time as 3D um, TVs were making their appearance. And I think also that's gone by the wayside as well. I think now that the only place that you can see any sort of 3D imaging is at the cinema now. The way to get 3D images was to use what was called a beam splitter. This basically mounted straight to your film camera instead of the lens and was usually two mirrors angled at about 45 degrees to beam the two images onto one frame in the camera. The only issue with this was that the f-stops were normally around f11 to f16 so you needed good lighting and a fast film was also needed to shoot anything with it. The last year I've noticed a brand new beam splitter on the market 
and this one actually attaches to your lenses and not to just the camera body which means that you should be able to use much faster lenses um, the company also seems to make a mini beam splitter which will attach to a smartphone all the images I've seen so far look quite good on Instagram but I have also read that some people have had problems taking images with this device once you had your 3D images the next thing was how to view them in the early days they were lovely wooden boxes like um, the Brewster viewer or the Holmes viewer and these were used with the images placed side by side and then each eye having a, a separate lens to view the image nowadays there are modern plastic versions of a similar type to the Holmes viewer or even just cheap plastic glasses or the red and green glasses that you get to view the alloglyph images the Victorians were quite happy to spend an evening sitting around the fire and passing around stereo images nowadays people don't seem to have the time and this is probably why stereo photography will always be in its little niche within the larger photography sphere back to where this actually started Brian May's book if you have an interest in either Queen or stereo photography it's definitely a book worth having it's well written with May giving a good insight into a touring band and the stereo images are a joy to actually look at I've only really scratched the surface of stereo photography in this episode um, there's a lot more to it and the different types of cameras and stuff and how to actually go about making stereos as usual most of the information that you would ever need can be found on the internet um, I hope you've enjoyed this particular episode it's a, I think it's a little bit different from any of the normal stuff but if you have enjoyed it please subscribe and if you have anything to say you can always leave me um, a voice message on the Anchor app or you can contact me via email at onthestreets at talktalk.net I will also post some pictures of some Alaglyph um, 3D images that I've taken and some of the hardware you need to actually view 3D pictures over on the Instagram account of this podcast which is at on the streets podcast once again thanks for listening and bye for now